face you won't walk out your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea gather here the last uh, Sunday of the year what we would gather uh, but um, by God's grace and goodness and kindness we're able to, to do this this morning uh, we had to pre-record this service um, because of the bombing that happened we're going to spend just a few moments here in a second praying uh, for that praying uh, just for our city um, praying for all those that were affected but because of that uh, we here at the church have AT&T and we have no service, so we're gonna we pre-recorded this, and then we'll we'll it will come to you this morning. Um, just a few announcements before we pray, and then jump into this uh, sermon uh, this morning. There is no in person. No, we will not gather together until um, after uh, not this Sunday or next Sunday, but the tenth. Uh, please keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, for another announcement for myself and the deacons about how we'll move forward. That's due to the spike that we saw over the last couple of weeks. And now because of uh, holidays and people gathering again together, we just wanted to take precautionary measures to keep uh, our church safe. Um, because there's no gathering, there will be also no business meeting on the first Wednesday of January. So no business meeting until further notice. Uh, let me pray for us, spend some moments in prayer. Uh, and then we'll jump in. I, I want to talk this morning to us about our um, perseverance through persecution and where can we have our anchor this morning. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we will uh, jump into this passage of Scripture. Let me pray for us. God, I'm grateful to be able to, to do this to be able to do a video recording and then to present it to your people, not the way I would desire to gather with your people, not the way that you plan for us to gather as your people, um, but yet an opportunity. And God, this year has been such a year of unrest. And as we come in to the final week of the year, we have yet again something that has uh, couldn't been planned for, uh, no oversight, no way to even know this was going to happen. And so, God, we we may be doing things on the fly, but it doesn't catch you off guard, and we're grateful for that. So I pray that you'll lead me as I teach your word. I pray you'll be faithful uh, to do that, and be faithful to you and to your word, and that you would bring us, because of your word, great encouragement. Again, we are grateful, God, that you uh, yesterday morning uh, protected so many people. The bombing could have been so much worse. Uh, yes, God, some buildings were destroyed. Um, maybe one life was lost. A handful of other people injured. And we pray for those that were injured, God. We even pray for who that person may be uh, that lost their life. Whether it was the bomber or not, we do not know. You know. But we pray for all of these people, God. That in this time of unrest, uncertainty, that you, as we look this past month, that you are Emmanuel, you are God with us, you are the Prince of Peace, and through your Holy Spirit we have peace. So I pray for that for us as we move in 
to look at your word and what it would have for us today. Pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Many of us woke up yesterday morning to the news that there was a bombing and the shock that that caused so many on Christmas morning. And today as I was preparing uh, for uh, our sermon that was going to be tomorrow morning, uh, it dawned on me that we had no internet. And so I just began to wrestle with the Lord and ask God, what would he lay on my heart? And I feel like this is the passage uh, that he gave me this afternoon. Now, I was riding my um, stationary bike for some exercise as I was praying and thinking through us, and I, I thought about the year and how the year has transpired. You know, we went into 2020 with this great hope, and many of us had come out of 2019, and it wasn't a great year, and we, we had hoped and desired that 2020 would be a better year. And as the year began to unfold, we began to see that it wasn't going to be a good year. You know, you know, we started off the year in a place of fear, this uncertainty about this virus. We had heard a little bit about it in 2019, but it really began to, to take shape and to really affect our country and the uncertainty of our country. And then here in Nashville, uh, on the, the early, early or late, late evening of March the 2nd to the early morning of March the 3rd, a tornado ripped through our city, leaving at least 25 people dead, many more injured, and many more without their homes, and just a place of devastation. A couple weeks later, we would enter into a state of shutdown. Our city, our state, our country would shut down. Kids would be pulled out of school for months and months. For the rest of the semester, the kids did not go back to school. And then we here at the church began to make preparation. How, how do we as a church gather together in the name of the Lord and how do we keep you safe? And we wrestle with that. And so we too, we for several months just went back online and just did an online service. And then we began to regather in the fall and in that gathering, the numbers began to spike again. And there was just uncertainty with school sometimes being online sometimes not and then what will we do for thanksgiving will we gather will we not gather there's just this place of uncertainty and then december 25th yesterday morning a bomb rips through downtown and that's as a whole and so many of us in that are watching this morning could relate, maybe some other things personally happened to you. I know for me, my, my grandmother passed away. And, and then two mornings ago, got a message about Tennyson's best friend's dad that passed away. And just when I began to look back at my year, just the, the place of this, just wondering where God was in all of it. I remember a driving to... Uh, go get some donuts and to study for Christmas Eve's service. And to, to pray and get my heart right. And I remember driving, that's when I got the news, that just one thing after another began to happen. And I began to drive and began to cry and began to ask God this question. I, the only thing I could get out was, why God and where are you? And I started the Christmas Eve service with this passage 
And I want to take us to this passage, but then I want to give us a place that, hey, how is this true? And Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, but I want to start in John chapter 16. Remember what Jesus says to his disciples. He says this in John chapter 16, verse 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace or wholeness or rest or shalom, that there's this place of peace that's only found in Christ Jesus. And then he says, in this world you have tribulation. And if we're honest, this year has been a year of tribulation. And then he says these few words. Yes, there will be trouble in this world. You will have persecution. You will have tribulation. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. We have peace in Christ Jesus because he's overcome the world. Now, how is that true that we have peace with Christ? Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8. If you have our Bibles, turn quickly there this morning. Romans chapter 8 is one of the, the benchmarks of our faith. And Paul, in his letter to the Romans in chapter 7, 8, and 9, but in particular, most of our doctrine to what we believe to be true about God is found in those three chapters and even more so in chapter 8. And so Paul is writing about this future glory that is ours to have with Christ Jesus. So there's going to be this tribulation, but there's this promise of glory to come. But Paul says this before glory comes. He says this, for I consider, this is verse 6, 18. I'll, I'll get to our main passage in just a few moments. He says, for I consider that the suffering of this present time or in this world are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So he's saying, the suffering that I have isn't worth comparing to what I'm about to receive. And then Paul talks about, even as creation groans, even as we groan, we have the Holy Spirit that can go and talk to God on our behalf. He says this in verse 24, for in this hope we we're saved. Now hope is that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. So we must wait patiently in our tribulation for the glory that's come. And so it's like, okay, Paul, you're calling me, you're calling us, you're calling the church to wait patiently in the tribulation. You know, when tribulation happens, we've been saying it this year, we just want to get through, just get us through 2020, get us through 2020, get us to 21. And no, Paul's saying, in this tribulation, let us be patient in our tribulation. He said, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For when we do not know what to pray, as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The Holy Spirit groans on our behalf or prays on our behalf before the Lord. And now our passage this morning we'll look just very briefly at how do we wait patiently in our tribulation and how can we be sure that Christ is with us as He tells us 
in John chapter 16, 33, where he tells us again in Matthew chapter 21, 28. For behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So we can be sure of this. I'm going to read and just make a few observations. This is the text this morning. What shall we say to these things? For God is for us. Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. Who will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And so Paul is saying we can be true this as we wait patiently. We have a promise from God in his son that in his son we have all things. We have all that we need to wait patiently. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it not God who justifies? Who is it to condemn Christ Jesus as the one who died more than that who was raised? Who is it at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? So not only do we have the Holy Spirit praying for us, we have Christ Jesus who intercedes for us. We have two-thirds of the Trinity pleading on our behalf as we wait patiently for the Lord's return. We have two of the Godheads praying on our behalf to God the Father. Who indeed is interceding for us. And then Paul makes this claim. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He's saying what can separate us from God's love for us? Would it not be true for us this morning that we have felt separated from God in so many ways this year? Is God still near? Is God still with Christ Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us? And Paul is saying, what can separate us from that love? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? Does not not wrap up 2020. That is, it is written, for your sake you were being killed all the day long. We were regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. And then he says this in 37. No, in all things, catch that word all. Through COVID-19, through a tornado, through the shutdown, through our church having to shut down, through a bomb, through on and on we can go. He says, no, in all things we are more than conquerors. The word conquerors means this. We can totally prevail. We totally prevail, not because of anything we've done, but because of Christ's love for us. We are more than conquerors. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation. So here Paul is saying nothing in all of creation, all these things can what? Separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He says this in verse 38, for I am sure of these, this one thing, that these things cannot happen. That word sure in the Greek means this, to be convinced or to be persuaded. He has 
confidence in the Lord? Where is your confidence? Where is my confidence? Is it in our government? Is it in our judicial system? Is it in the FBI? Is it in the TBI? Like, Where is our confidence this morning? Are we sure that we can have confidence in Christ? Because he says, I am confident of this, that nothing can separate us from what? Nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from what the love of God in Christ Jesus. The word separating in Greek means this, to have a permanent separation. You, you know, you and I can be separated when I go to the store. When your husband goes to work. What, what, what Paul is saying, nothing can have a permanent separation. Nothing can permanently separate us from God. Though in this season it may feel like we're separated from God, Paul is saying nothing can permanently separate us from God's what he, his love. And so we can stand on the fact this morning that he loves us through Christ Jesus. God so loved us that he gave his only son, that he would not even spare his own son to show us his Love for us. And so this morning in closing, I would say this. Are you confident in God's everlasting love? Can we be like Paul and say, as the apostle Paul said, no, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor ruler, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation, no, no tornado, no COVID, no, nor anything can separate us what, from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so therefore we can lay hold to what Jesus said in John chapter 16. Turn there. In closing. The promise again that Jesus tells us. I have said these things to you that you have, may have peace. In this world you have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We know this to be true because of what he tells us in Matthew 28. Verse 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We have confidence that Christ Jesus is with us in spite of all that's happening. We lay claim to that this morning. That is where our peace comes from in the midst of uncertainty. Because we are certain that nothing can separate us from Christ's love. Let me pray for us. God has been a whirlwind of a year. We come to the close of 2020 and we do not place our hope in 2021. We place our hope in you that you bring us peace in the midst of the storm. That you bring us peace in the midst of tribulation. That you bring us peace in the midst of a pandemic. You are our peace. Let us hold to that anchor. 
You are kind to us. You are good to us. Continue to pour out your favor on us. I pray this in the mighty name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.